Hello everyone, welcome back to the Recasting Couch. This is the show where we take films of old and recast them as if they're being made today. We are your hosts, Aaron and Brian, from the film aspect. Hello. Hello? <laughs> That's like a bad signal. You're like, hello? Something there? <laughs> um, and so today we're going to be recasting Psycho, which is the 1960 Alfred Hitchcock movie. Yeah. Aye. Uh, you a fan of this movie? My favourite Hitchcock film. My favourite Hitch movie, as we call him in the biz. Hitch. Oh, is that? <laughs> Aye. So, yeah. I'm not in the biz, so I don't get to know these wee phrases. Um, <laughs> I I thought it was I thought it was alright. I enjoyed it more this time than I did the first time I saw it. Yeah. Um, but I I noticed that it had one of the guys from uh, Twelve Angry Men in it. Does it? He's get the the the. The, what did they call him? He's the guy that heads up the meeting in Twelve Angry Men as the detective. Oh, it, said, it, it looks like he's had a couple of rough years because there's yeah. only about three years between this and Twelve <laughs> Angry Men. He looks way That's older. Right, aye, um, aye. There you are. As a uh, detective Arbogast. Yeah. Uh, well, I, so that brings us on to what the characters are we recasting today? We've got Sam Loomis. Detective Arbogast, Lily Crane, Marion Crane, and Norman Bates. And I, since I'm actually working this off of my phone today, which, you know, I usually got it on the monitor, but I didn't do it on the monitor today. I don't know any of the names of the original actors, so I'm going to have to put all of them up unless you've got <laughs> There's them. Martin Balsam for Arbogast, Janet Lee as Marion Crane, John Gavin as Sam Loomis, Vera Miles as Leela Crane, and Big Tony Perkins himself as Norman Bates, Anthony Perkins. Yeah, that's right. Uh... Do you want to tell us what it's about? About a psycho. Yeah. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, Norman Bates runs a crappy wee motel. Um, Janet Lee, um, or Marion Crane, steals 40 grand for her boss and goes on the lamb. That's on the run, for those of you not in the biz. Not, not in the biz. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> she goes on the lamb and uh, stops off at this hotel. She gets done in. By Norman Bates or Mrs. Bates in the shower. Um, we need to bleep that spoiler out. Hi. Um, and then everybody comes looking for her, and they send um her sister and Sam Loomis hire a private detective to go and find her. He ends up at the the Bates Hotel. He ends up done in, and then they all go, <laughs> they all go find their way to the the Bates Motel where it all comes to a head. Um, oh, crystal clear. Sense. They'll make them sound so exciting. <laughs> Obviously, full spoilers there, considering. Aye. Well, uh, it is, what, know, 70 years old, 60 years old? Nah, people have not had enough time, mate. Nah. Not enough time. Um, So, yeah, we... uh, Obviously, we mentioned that those roles. Who do you want to start with? Arbogast, probably. He's Arbogast. the least important of them, as you know. Wow, that's quite rude. Uh, <laughs> Well, does the shop until halfway through there? He's, you know, may or may not be dead 10 minutes later. Aye, may or may not be slashed across the face. And exactly. then do the longest fall down the stairs <laughs> ever without actually falling. He does the whole kind of backward step, the Aye. whole way down a flight of stairs. Um, <laughs> so, I was thinking he's a, he's a wee bit of, uh, like a, a ruffian. He's, he's, you know, he's got a bit of a, I don't know, looks like he's been at it for a while. Got a wee bit of a, 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 a pet at lip, almost. Yeah. Um. So, 
I just I went for Mark Ruffalo. I thought he'd be a pretty good uh, oh, nice. fit for that. Cause I thought physically he kind of looks like him, but obviously in stuff like Spotlight or Dark Waters, he has, I think, the kind of mundane approach that, that you need for something like this because he isn't like a, like even for the time of the kind of movie that is, he isn't like a hammed up detective or anything like that. He, he, he's pretty straightforward. He kind of gets to the point and he, he obviously he's just, he's just doesn't he see what's coming and when he gets stabbed yeah. in the face and then does a big long fold in the stairs but i think mark ruffalo would be a really good fit for that like kind of sweaty grungy private detective that's that's just been called upon to do this case and and uh i that, that i mean you don't really know much about him to be honest no other than no, like when he, you know he's only in it for a short amount of time but just that wee brief window that's who who i saw in this role yeah that's decent i like that um that's not who i chose anyway I, f- I think Arbogast is like the shades of the fast-talking private detective of the stereotypical 30s and 40s films. He's almost there, you know, give him a wee bit more juice and that's where he mm-hmm. gets to, but he kind of, his eye is more subdued and more straight down the line, toe the line, listen here, missy, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And be- one of the best scenes in the whole thing is the interrogation scene when he gets to the Bates Motel. And I just think the chemistry him and uh, Anthony Perkins share is incredible in that scene. Aye. So I'm waiting for somebody who, who again, like you, I could see is a kind of hardened veteran private detective, doesn't take any nonsense. Um, and I I will say I've blown the budget on this cast. I, was, no, I said right. that off air. And I have <laughs> uh, recast as Detective Arbogast Leonardo DiCaprio. What? Just because I feel I, I'm bringing the whole, the, the ideology of Psycho to the, to the, to the recast that you know your, your big stars aren't safe sort of thing because obviously mm-hmm. janet leaves a huge star at the time and i, I just feel as if i lean out of the caprio because he, he can do the role no bother i feel as if i kind of rough and tumble leo getting straight to the point almost like shutter island but not as hardcore bad boston, boston. accent <laughs> <laughs> i feel as if that's the sort of thing who would again with who i've cast as norman bates would be fantastic chemistry and i just think it would be a nice wee niche role that you wouldn't expect from him kind of like Django and yeah. but not as much screen time and i, I think <clears throat> the surprise of what happens to arbogast as well as seeing the dicaprio although we're kind of we're used to those things now in, in modern cinema but it'd still be a bit of a shock to see him i think i think that's the, i, I like think that. that would be a bit of a, a shock because i mean like we've been talking about we mentioned about uh the departed and obviously like well spoilers for that slightly but like we've mentioned about how shocking that is and i think part of that is down to just because it's leonardo dicaprio yeah as well because like obviously you like him he's a big star you don't expect him to you know you're expecting him to be the hero and save the day because that's who he is he's a hollywood guy and then just so I think that would work really well. I think there'd be a, a an element of that with Mark Ruffalo. I don't think, obviously, yeah, to to as high a degree as as Leo. Um, so who we got next? Loomis. Uh, yeah, you can go for Loomis if you want. Uh, so I was trying to think of somebody that was like because he's he's kind of supposed. What I got from it is like he's supposed to be the kind of the big handsome boyfriend that's like. Oh, don't you worry, Hen. He's, you know, Big Loomis is here, than not So, everything will be all right. Um, so, I was kind of trying, like, I know there'll be p- other people that would probably fit this, that archetype better, 
but the one I went for and the kind of that kind of slight like quiet machismo kind of idea I went for Ben Affleck based on his performance from Gone Girl pretty much because I thought if you, right. you, you have that kind of slightly quiet but he's like you know he'd still I think he would still look that kind of part and especially if he had that kind of build as well and in in the way that the way that his performance in Gone Girl, I just think he could fit that, like because he it's almost like he is the protective guy in the in this because like eventually he's kind of trying to protect, um, is it Marion or or Lily like the sister yeah. when when they go over to that? But they, he's also just he's not like same with Arbogast is like not the typical sense, you know he's not really that loud or anything like that he is almost a little bit quieter and then and it's almost like she's the one that's always convincing him to go for it you know rather like she's like i'm going into that house he's like no you can't do it and she's like what are you gonna do but basically like I, I, that's mm. what's happening so i think to have that kind of quiet reserved version of like the 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 handsome like and i think as well for for norman bates it's that physical intimidation and that's i think why he goes for uh, like he's backed into a corner and that's why he goes for uh, for Arbogast but like like he typically goes for younger women because of the whole psychology between like him and the mother and all this kind of stuff so I think having somebody that looks a bit more physically imposing but also a wee bit like the, the everyday guy yeah I think I think that'd be pretty nice so I, I went for Ben Affleck decent I like that I like Thanks. it I don't know if I like it as much as my guy who's your guy <laughs> well I get that what you're saying about him as well. He's, he's, I feel as if he's supposed to be the kind of not quite there, but almost a handsome leading man. Aye, but he's supposed to be that kind of rough, greasy, wears his vest sort of thing. Back in the time where you had, you know, your your shirt and your tie on, um, and and he's the not sleazy, but he's not following the kind of stereotypical grow up, get married, have kids sort of thing. Yeah, um, especially his relationship with um <clears throat> excuse me with Marion. So I've chosen someone who I went I went straight for the looks and straight for the that kind of <laughs> machismo and that sort of screen presence. And I recast Zach Efron as Sam Lewis. Ah, you love a bit of Zach Efron, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> I do I, I kinda get it though. Like I think uh he he is that's what I was saying when I was talking about like I think there would be people who would fit that archetype better and I th- I think like Zac Efron is kind of in line with that in terms of like if he slicked back his hair and you yeah. give him the, the vest under his uh, under his, his shirt and tie with the you know and probably like the wee fag hanging out his mouth and all this kind of yeah. stuff I think the, uh, yeah the um, best thing about this film is see apart from Norman Bates nobody has to really act it's a very everybody's got very subdued performances and, and until they're big kind of acting moments and it's very much Sam Loomis, he's, he's very, I think, I feel like they're all straight down the line, they all kind of like keep everyone under their hat, mm-hmm. so to speak. There's no, especially of the era, there's no big, massive, you know, set-piece performances outside mm-hmm. of uh, Anthony Perkins, and I, I feel as if this is a good film to recast because a lot of people fit these characters quite well, uh-huh. whereas a lot of films we've done, it's, it's very difficult to see somebody else in that role. I feel uh-huh. as if a lot of these roles are very interchangeable, and I think Zac Efron as I mean, nobody's saying he's the best actor in the world that there's ever been, but he's a decent enough actor to pull off the material to be Sam Loomis, I think, to be straight and 
not have any of that get, leave his winking nod at the door so, so, so to speak that's, mm-hmm. that's why yeah, I, like, I, I, I do I do like that but there was just something about the the, uh, the kind of especially when you have like Ben Affleck and Gone Girl with the like he has the younger a student that he goes out with there was like something about that dynamic and the, the way that he is and his kind of impression the impression he kind of makes in that that i felt would fit really well in the in the role of loomis even though yeah. it, not all of it's transferable but um right so we're we're going for lily crane the sister yeah if you want i or do you want to go for for marion first yeah i'd have went for marion first all right uh so the thing with Marion that I was trying to think, so like Marion is is like a wee bit. I was wondering do you, if you know more about this, like whether is this considered this was considered a controversial film at the time. Yeah. Because one thing I was, it, it's it's very like unspoken in terms of like our society, how we are now, and all this kind of stuff. But I did wonder if it's because like she's a bit of a flirt, and like obviously at that time, like you were saying with the wife and, and like getting married and all this. I'm assuming she's supposed to be like in her 30s by this point and she's if not a little like pushing 40 and you know she's still not married and she's working in the same job and she's kind of seen this guy and all this kind of stuff so I was trying to think of somebody that was a bit that had that could be quite quite flirty but also do the the the, the nerve-wracking scenes quite well because this is something I kept that kept bugging me when I was watching it, it was like Marion, do you want to chill? Because she's only <laughs> causing herself problems by looking so suspicious. Yeah. You know? And it's not like at any point they give the impression that anyone's hot on their heels for her, right? Because obviously she she eventually, like, eventually become, because obviously there's a whole thing where, like, she's been loyal to this guy for 20 years, uh, 10 years, so, like, he, they're in doubt about whether she would have done it. They all think maybe she's just still one of this. So, you know, it's the time when she goes to the car salesman and she's trying to get him to rush and she's making the policeman suspicious and making all everything around the place suspicious. So I was thinking of something that could do those those elements, but also in the kind of camera moments where she knows she's in control a wee bit more, like when she's with uh, Sam or when she's with uh, Norman. Like I feel like in those moments she feels like she's in control. And... Uh, so anyway, I'm just going to spit it. I went for Vanessa Kirby in this role. Don't know who that is. Yeah, I've mentioned her before. Mission Impossible. Uh, uh, Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> Jason oh, Statham's I've, I've sister. God, I'm, oh, spoiler, mate. I haven't seen it. But <laughs> oh. I... We'll be doing that for our, for our full whack uh, coverage <laughs> of the Fast and Furious franchise. You better believe it. <laughs> um, I, I've I've never seen her in anything, so I don't think I can. Well, I I recently saw I was recently I went on about it a few weeks ago, maybe about a month ago. Uh, her in Pieces of a Woman, she was the the kind of the the protagonist in that, and she is. Although there was elements of that performance that I didn't like, there was those good, nervous elements, the bits where she can get a wee bit hostile and all this, but then, in Hobbs and Shaw, and mission impossible she's a big time flirt she even gets tom cruise to kiss her nice can you imagine that <laughs> but uh i so so like i thought to have a balance of those two elements because like she does make him a bit anxious where it's like 
there's a little moments that I felt like they left enough a gap. That's this is where I'm like I was asking about this. Where it's like there was moments where you know she asked him to come into the room and he kind of hesitates. And I was kind of thinking, obviously, it's a bit of the character work of who he is in relationship with women, but then also. I felt like they, it was almost like they, they they were waiting for a wee bit of reaction, like a paused moment for a reaction from the audience. And I'm like, it was moments like that. I was kind of like, well, what was that for? Because obviously it doesn't really play up much to 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 me anyway. But um, I so I thought Vanessa Kirby would be would be pretty decent in that role. Plus, I'm sure she can scream pretty well when she's getting stabbed in the shower. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I I'll, I'll have to take your word for it. I'm afraid. Wait to but see when you watch Hobbs and Shaw, you'll you'll. <laughs> I did not cast her, in case you couldn't tell. Aye. So, I went for somebody who who needed to be the total package. I think, like you were saying, something needs to be in control. Something needs to be the flirt, but something needs to be like so uncontrollably paranoid and shaking and nervous, and 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 also have elements of the kind of. <clears throat> the sexuality of the leading lady of the time mm-hmm. so to speak so somebody needs to have the total total package the person who i picked i believe who has all those traits and is somewhat of a diamond in the rough these days and uh, i recast amanda seyfried as marion crane all right uh-huh. just because i think she has the ability to bring all those characteristics to screen inside the one character I just think there's there's something about her where she's still, even though she's in, you know, she's she's in her thirties or mid thirties, still has that sort of innocence about her. Uh, when you see her, because I didn't entirely believe her as the age she was supposed to be in Mank. I thought I, th- I thought she was a lot younger than what she was supposed to be, and it's the same. Maybe it's because of the roles I'm associated with, you know, like Mamma Mia and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I just think she has the all the elements. I I think she has the the scared kind of uncontrollable aura of her when she wants to turn it on and she has you know the confidence of being in control and the stillness of especially I, I keep on saying it every almost every good scene happens inside the motel in this film I would say mm. and the mm. whole when she first gets there and having dinner with Norman Bates and I just I see her in this role and I think she would be good for it and I think she has the look as well for the yeah well that's the that's the thing with uh, Vanessa Kirby I thought she had the the look for this as well um cool so is that Lily we're on to yeah um this was this one I feel like could easily like out of all the characters kind of like what you were saying like it can there's a lot of variants with these roles like you could have a lot of different people playing them um so somebody that I'm sure I cast maybe a while ago. I'm gonna say it's a while ago. I always have it in my head like I'm recasting recasting this woman every second week, but I'm pretty sure I haven't. But uh, I, I, I something about so Lily is very a bit more stern than than Marion because she's the one that's like she just turns up at Sam's work and is like, where is she? And then she's like, right, I'm got. He's no, he's no been here. I know you're saying the wait for him. We're gone. Yeah. He goes over there, right? I'm going in the place. All this kind of stuff. So I was trying to think of somebody that that could have, just just that believability, that kind of almost like chipping her shoulder kind of way, where it's like hands on hips, like I don't care, mate. 
I'm doing what I want to do. Yeah. And I went for, I thought Elizabeth Moss could pr- pull that off pretty well. Giving a quick type in the old computer. Yeah. I am Elizabeth Moss oh, from The Invisible Man. I haven't yeah. watched it. Um, I don't think I know her from anything either. You seem, you know, seen Mad Men? Nah. You seen. Uh... I've seen The Old Man and the Gun, but I can't remember her in it. So, nah, I don't, I don't recognise her face. Is she in us? Aye, she was like the neighbour. She clearly was never very memorable to me then, I'm afraid. Sorry, <laughs> Elizabeth Moss. But anyway, uh, I think that, that this, uh, that she does have a ve- very much have like a hard man persona about her. Or, or like, well, <laughs> not a hard man. Like, can I, there's a bit of intimidation about her that I think like she would square up to someone even if she stands two foot shorter than them kind of thing. And I, th- I think that's maybe not fully needed like in the forefront of this character, but I think that element needs to be there for them. To have that the, the kind of scorn in the eyes where you're just like oh all right but then yeah. aye so well i think i think the whole thing with this is that everyone goes into it expecting it not to be as bad as it actually is so i think that's why you have those moments where it's like oh actually everyone's shitting themselves and they're yeah. being stabbed to death in the list because ev- everyone underestimates norman bates to be just this nice kind of feeble maybe a wee, wee bit weird but you know there's not much to him kind of guy yeah um, so yeah, that's that's uh, my pick for L- Lily. Decent, Lily. decent. I I had two picks for this, and I've recast both of them before. Right. But there's one who just edges out, and she she actually was my most recent recast. At some, I'm always apprehensive to do this, but I have to recast um, Jennifer Lawrence in this role. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. There was a point where her name was on my on my list. Just it came I close. Think I, I I still think she's a great dramatic actress. Um, I think she's been through the ringer in the roles that she picks, where she can have distress, but she can also she's also been in the action roles, where she can be you know hard headed and, and forefront in in her in her actions and her in, in her decisions and whatnot. And I think all the different aspects from those different roles. Just slot in nicely to what she can do into her repertoire as an actress as to where she's comfortable and where she can put in a decent performance. Um, and I still think, that, you know, there was the Jennifer Lawrence mania of a few years ago, which mm. she went through the, the unfortunate, you know, time of being incredibly overhyped. But I still think she's a solid, solid actress who puts in, you know, great performances when, when she's got the right material. And sticking her in this role with, you know... What kind of chemistry would she share with Zach Efron? I don't know, but I'd love to see it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I really, really like Jennifer Lawrence, and that's who I, I, I couldn't see past casting in this role. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it literally just, it, it was almost down to a coin flip for me, to be honest. It was about that close. I, I was just like, I could have been either way, sad, but I, at the end of the day, I just went for, um, for uh, Elizabeth Moss. So... Yeah. Big old Norman Bates. The big dog. The big dog. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was the easiest one for me to cast. And it's this is another, this is a big actor as well. Possibly blowing some of that budget. But, you know, you need it for the, the you know, 
I was going to say the man in the title. I suppose he is the <laughs> he is the psycho. Yeah. So, um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Nice. I literally like you know I love the guy. I think from a lot of his roles, you know he can be quite charming. He can be funny. He can be approachable. He can do awkward, which is like something that every like all of the elements you need for Norman Bates prior to him actually revealing his true kind of sense but then you can have like then one of my favorite movies nightcrawler has all of those that eerie awkward like uncomfortable sense to them and in that kind of wiry build as well where it's like it's almost like he can imitate all of the all of the actions that he needs to be to kind of blend in but there's just something no quite right there as well and i think if you take that kind of performance and apply it to norman bates it would work perfectly i also think possibly controversial but i think if they were to obviously this has also been tried with the attempted with the was it vince vaughn remake mm-hmm. i kind of think if they were to, to try and make it today they could do it better because i i think there's a lot of elements of hitchcock's version that i i love purely from like the you know the cinematography is really clean and the performances are actually quite subdued for the time and there's a lot of those elements, but the the central mystery between Norman Bates and his mother and who's doing the killings, that would never fly in a modern audience. You know? I don't yeah. think that would ever be able to be confused about who's doing the voices and who's actually doing the killings. And I think... I don't know what it would need to be, but if you introduce some other element of the mystery along with a performance from Jake Gyllenhaal, it could really work in that regard. Mm. Maybe. <laughs> Brian's go-to phrase, maybe. I don't. I don't like Jake Gyllenhaal in this role. Ooh. I don't think the thing about. I'll I'll go on record right now and say that Anthony Perkins as Norman Bates is one of my favourite performances of all time, and I also think it's one of the best. I'd say it's in the top ten best act on-screen performances of all time. I think it is incredible, and something. Jake Gyllenhaal is a fine actor. I will not deny that, but I I struggle to see him being normal. Um, he's always he's, his features are too chiselled and he's too. I feel as if he almost suffers, but not as intensely. Suffers from the Michael Shannon effect, where he just seems too gritty and intense and has that chip on his shoulder. <laughs> and I, I think Jake Gyllenhaal has that a wee bit. Whereas Norman Bates needs to be completely you would walk by him in the street and never think you know twice about it um completely unassuming where you would go into this room with you know stuffed birds on the wall and wouldn't think really anything about it because this guy's so unassuming and he needs to be so calm and charming and nice and you know kind of scrawny and the only person i I'd, i had a lot of trouble recasting this because i, I hold the the role in such high regard I reluctantly, I think, almost reluctantly, recast Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Norman Bates. Just, I considered him at one point, aye. <laughs> just because I think he he comes across as more natural. He he suffers from the sort of always has his face tripping him syndrome. where <laughs> um, He's always dead serious about stuff. I think if he learned to lighten up on screen and be a bit more natural and a bit more flowy and really 
properly, you know, dig into the source material. I think he could be a great Norman Bates, but there's a lot of ifs, ands, or buts there, and I just, I just think Anthony Perkins is so perfect in this that it's, it's difficult to see anybody else's interpretation. Because I, I do like the the Gus Van Zant one with um, yeah, Vince Vaughn. Sorry, I like that a lot. And a lot of people shit all over it, but I liked it. Um, I actually think Vince Vaughn was incredible in that film, but. <laughs> For for a modern audience, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I almost uh, there was two, and uh, again, I would like to see him in that interrogation scene with Leonardo DiCaprio. I think that could be gold, uh, mm. with those two guys playing off each other. I will say my final casting is Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but I almost cast and listen to this, almost recast it as Emma Stone, just for Nor- for Norman Bates, yeah. <laughs> Why do you think she would be able to pull because it off? Because the... you need to have someone who has that kind of free-flowing charisma that comes to them so naturally. I think she just seems like a very approachable, nice person. Uh, see if you take that and put it into the, the traits that Norman Bates has. The kind of, it's very approachable and nice and open, but in a kind of weird way. Uh, then that's that's the sweet spot you need to hit and I think she has everything that would make her able to do that yeah I, just, I like I like Emma Stone I like Emma Stone better than uh, than Joseph Gordon-Levitt yeah I think, I think the um, thing that made me swing for Joseph Gordon-Levitt is he kinda has a a sweeping resemblance to Tony Perkins but mm-hmm. that was it yeah. I was I was gonna go for the obvious Andrew Garfield but they'd already used him and Scarlett Johansson in that um, Hitchcock movie to re- redo this with um, uh, Anthony Hopkins. It was released in like 2012, 2014 and where Scarlett Johansson played Janet Lee and, and um, Andrew Garfield played Anthony Perkins but I felt as if that would have been a cheat to throw them in here because it had already <laughs> been done. Nah, aye, nah, nah. Uh, I, well, I quite, I quite like that. I got to say, like, I think those elements of what you're saying is true about if Jake Gyllenhaal were to be in this role where it's like it needs to be kind of approachable, approachable, but I think I I think he has that ability even if he doesn't tend to go for it in his yeah. roles. Cause I think he does like to go for weirdos and loners and all that kind of stuff. But going by his personality and into interviews and some of these, yeah. like, like even, even like a role like Quentin Beck, he's, he's obviously that's supposed to be very like you know, like somebody to look up to and aspire to be before the the whole like charade falls. But uh, he he is a bit quite approachable in that movie, I think, and and to have those elements. But like you're saying, just that wee bit of weirdness to it, where you're like it's almost like an over friendly person who's too yeah. eager to spend time with you. You're like, all right, yeah. I, I like you, but set, s- slow your roll, son. I think I think they could do that pretty well. So, as a recast now of uh, Psycho, I'm trying to look here. I had uh, Ben Affleck in the role of Sam Loomis, Mark Ruffalo in the role of Detective Arbogast, uh, Elizabeth Moss as Lily Crane, Vanessa Kirby as Marion Crane, and Jake Gyllenhaal as Norman Bates. And I had uh, Leonardo DiCaprio as Arbogast, Amanda Seyfried as Marion Crane, Zac Efron as Sam Loomis, Jennifer Lawrence as Lila Crane, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt slash Emma Stone as Norman Bates. That's it, psycho. That I thought that was that was. Uh, I found like you're saying that I did find that one slightly easier than 
than some of the ones we've been we've been dealing with. It, it, because it's more a type than than like specific to the the actor and a lot of these uh, for quite a lot of the roles in this. Um, but yeah, I think films like this as well. This isn't one of those films where the actors go to service themselves. Everybody plays for the part and for the film rather than to have their big Oscar showreel moment and everybody, yeah. you know, acts and reacts and, and and blows with each other nicely rather than try to make it a standout moment. And I, I think that happens more often in older films than it does in newer ones, which is which may be a, a controversial opinion we should have had last week. But all about that. I know. I, I think I think older films tend to go that way where they kinda they service the story and the characters rather than the actors themselves. Unless you're Charlton Heston, who's just himself and everything. But I love Big <laughs> Heston then anyway. Love Big Chuck. <laughs> big Chuck. Uh, <laughs> right, well, thank you for for listening to the, the latest of the recasting couch. We're actually taking a wee bit of a break next week. Um but don't worry, mate. We've got plenty, plenty of content to look through if you haven't caught up with all six billion episodes we've done. Uh we release this usually every tuesday except obviously from next we just done the fellowship of the ring last week which is an absolute behemoth of an undertaking and uh yeah so we we try and recast more iconic movies like these sometimes they don't even i mean usually we do iconic ones we've got the odd ones that's like kind of big i don't know if i'd say they're iconic but yeah it's a lot of fun you can also let us know what you think of our recasts on twitter at the film aspect where we post polls and updates to the show we'll have new links for the episodes every week as well and all of our episodes will be available across all streaming platforms so you can tell your mates and you know see if they don't like spotify maybe they like apple Podcasts. you're like well hey, it's available on apple Podcasts. Right. see if they don't have an iphone on google Podcasts as well uh, <laughs> and i was gonna if they don't have a google they have a radio public <laughs> i don't know there's some other ones that's on Aye. It's been it, it, it's it's been distributed by Anchor for the most part. We're also available on SoundCloud as well. But you, yeah, you can have a look. We've got a good lineup of the uh, of different um of different answers. And then even if it was one for like twenty weeks ago, you know, because we've been doing this for the best part of a year, uh, just tell us what you think of them, and then we'll we'll maybe let you know what we think of your suggestions. Aye, tell you to fuck off. Maybe. <laughs> But anyway, thanks everyone, and we'll see you when we're back from our wee holiday. Bye.